0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. Thank you for joining us either live here on the stream or when you hear the podcast. Really good to have your support, continued support. And today um, we are going to be talking about football. Um, And obviously the big start happened over the uh, last couple of days. And it's a very warm welcome uh, to the man of the show. Nevin, good afternoon or good evening where you are. How are you, my friend?
1: I'm good, I'm good. How are you?
0: yeah not bad not bad uh, just looking out on a uh, it's a very cold morning here but it's something that you'll have to get used to me saying for the next uh, three four months <laughs> unfortunately uh, but um, how, how
1: is it where you are it's it's bright and sunny I've got my fan on oh, uh, goodness uh, whether that, that should make uh, that should make you jealous Absolutely, yeah. I
0: think, well, I can even imagine you just showing a picture outside your window would make me jealous, no matter what the weather is, because uh, although <laughs> Left is a beautiful place, I don't think um, it's close to being as beautiful as um, what a lot of people say God's own country, Kerala. Um, but um, yeah, uh, how's your week been? Busy?
1: Busy, incredibly busy, I think. A lot of sports happening. Uh, A lot of work pending from the last one, two weeks. Also, I've been editing a few videos. A lot of things happening, actually. But good fun. I like to be occupied. I mean, you know that. We've been talking to each other for a year now. You know, (laughs) I've never like uh, sitting idle. So, yeah, good to be busy. And uh,
0: incredible video that shared yesterday. And I want to start off by talking about that because I followed um, the uh, diaries, the 14-day diaries and we spoke a little bit about it last week and I think uh, the conclusion was um, uh, yesterday you shared the videos and incredible um, uh, videos that you've uh, put together there uh, showcasing that part of Kerala uh, which I'm assuming the rest of it is pretty much the same but um, for a lot of people who don't know where to find it where can they find this uh, 14-day trip that you've made and I want to talk a little bit more about that trip because I love that, the stories and every day the, sh- the stories you shared about Kowal MFC uh, but um, what part of Kerala
1: is that? Is that near where you live? I live in the central part of Kerala. We've got coast from north to south so coastal area is there but, like, but this is the southern tip of Kerala. In fact uh, when I was shooting there were, there were occasions where we were speaking Tamil and not Malayalam because All we are right. so close to Tamil Nadu, yeah. We just like the absolute, like we I I actually reached the border as well because one of my meeting was so close to the border. So uh, this is the southern tip, as southern tip as you can possibly get in uh, in Kerala, and uh, it's also a football haven. A lot of people don't know the fact. I mean, when it comes to Kerala, people think it's the north, the Malabar region that plays football, but that's not true. There's a lot of uh, football happening in this part of uh, Kerala as well. In fact, it crosses over to Tamil Nadu. So if you look at the lot of uh, footballers like Sose Raj for ATK, um, uh, his brother Regan, a lot of good footballers. In fact, one of the villages there is called the Sandosh Trophy Gramam, which basically means Sandosh Trophy Village, because they produce a lot of Sandosh Trophy footballers. So if you look at Tamil Nadu and uh, Kerala teams for the last... 20, 30 years, a chunk comes from this particular village. So very interesting also because you see similarities with places like, say, Brazil, uh, places within India as well. It's, 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 it's sort of, you know, the, the story is intertwined in poverty and football is an escape for a lot of them. You know, football is the way out uh, for who uh, these people are predominantly fisher, fisher folks. They go out in the sea. Things are not looking great these days because of the risk involved, climate change. So many things happening. There's a port coming in, like a shipping port. That means they all have to quit fishing for you know in in the next one and a half two years. Uh, so a lot of uh, a lot of chaos there. And football is that big escape. And we've used this word this phrase a lot about how football is a great escape for a lot of us. For even for us to just go and watch football means a lot. But for them is literally the biggest escape from poverty and all that. So it's a fascinating space. I think uh, if football clubs in Kerala and I'm shouting out to Kerala Blasters and everybody involved, like Gokulam and everybody, if you really want to step up your community outreach, this is the area that you want to be working
0: in. Um, I've just brought up a map just to get in my head as to the area you're talking about. But uh, for those who don't have a map in front of them, how far away is it from where the Blasters play?
1: Classes play like 10 minutes away from my home. So this is central Kerala. Right. And Kovalam? That's Kochi. Kovalam is in the southern tip.
0: Right. So yeah. this is, um, obviously, you said that, um, you know, I mean, my association with Kerala, I think of it as football is played everywhere. But uh, from what you're saying, a lot of people think it's just played in the north. But this is a big part of uh, the scene down south as well. Um, How? Ha- ha- did they have a background? Has there been a rich tradition? And, and you, I know you're saying uh, it's an outlet for a lot of people there, and they're predominantly fishermen. But I'll be honest with you: we've got fishermen uh, in Gujarat all over the coast, but uh, not a lot. A lot of them uh, play football. So where does that connection come from?
1: So football. So it's 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 not new. And if you look at the history of uh, football in, K- uh, in Kerala, it's it's mostly uh, British Army or. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's usually the Christian missionary projects that have really brought the game and sort of spread it to the coast. Uh, so if you look at Malabar area, they were inspired by the army camps that were fighting the Anglo-Mysore wars with Tipu Sultan and Ali. So they had like a huge camp in Malabar region. And that's probably the start of football for them. In South, it's more like colleges and you know missionary projects sort of introducing football as a Uh, As a method to, you know, unite people, have some sort of fun and all that. So, yeah, but it is like the the sport has been there and sport is there throughout, like, you know, throughout Canada's your assumption. And that part is correct. It's just that it's really, really good here. And like a lot of small tournaments happen. I think the significant difference from, say, north, the Malabar region and the south is that in the 60s and 70s, there was a lot of Gulf exodus from the north. So a lot of people from the north went to Gulf countries like, you know, Middle East and all that. And they came back with a lot of money that really, you know, they pumped that money into football. So they, their events were more extravagant. The seventh football became a phenomenon. We all talk about it like, oh wow, Kerala, okay, seventh football is very exciting. And like, it's way more organized and there's, essentially there's a lot more money there. While in the south is still, you know, you know, still finding its roots and finding one way, you know, get that money you know in place and it's it's hyper local so it's like all all small villages have a team and they are competing with each other and sometimes it's also restrictive because there's no bigger outlook for them they want to just be the best football in their village and there's probably not one club that you know takes in all these footballers take them to the national platform the the objective is to play really good football somehow get into the kerala team that means a government job and then that's it that's the end of football career for them Unfortunately, there's no route to professional football and hopefully, hopefully, you know, clubs like Gokulam FC, whom I've been writing about and like other clubs as well. I hope Blasters, Gokulam, everybody just, you know, looks, this, looks at this as a... Like, what I like about Chennai City FC is that they are, a pro, uh, they are a club with a good mission. They're like, I, we've got exciting players in Tamil Nadu, why don't we just promote it? And if you look at it, Chennai City have, has a lot more players from this region than the Kerala teams. They have tapped into this more than the actual Kerala team. So similarly, I, I wish some clubs would say, listen, it might take two, three more years, like extra, if you don't get players from the Northeast or say foreign players. But this is a project worth investing in. Because once there is a once there's a system, this is going to be like a farm. There's going to be so many footballers. You're going to start, like look at FC Goa, for example. They have like 14 Goans registered in that site. And there are way like there are a lot of good quality goans not being able to make it to the FC Goa side. So there's potential. I, I I mean you need like a foresight and somebody with like money and willpower to like really invest in this project. Hopefully it's coming soon.
0: Yeah, and there's something that we talked about, you know, uh, and in the last show that the northeast could tap into the uh, incredible uh, talent they've got there. Uh, have a lot a lot of local boys but uh, what was this story in the back of your mind for a long time and what made you go there
1: and um, you know discover it i mean you know me for more than a year now so this is the kind of work i do generally also so uh, no surprise there like uh, that's that's that but like uh, with kovalam i've been associated with the club for more than one and a half years now so the oh, first right. time i was in 2019 april And I I sort of worked with them for the summer camp. I was like interacting with kids, uh, showing the other side of football. Like I can't do the good things on the pitch. So I said like, this is life outside. This is where you have to be careful. This is why you need to study. This is why you need to be wary of fake news. This is how you get to know about trials. That's the kind of thing I did in the two weeks there in April 2019. And then sort of became very close to the club. So I'm also like... Apparently for a couple of tournaments, my name was registered as a manager. So <laughs> I, I'm, like a, I'm like a known figure now. I, I keep going back uh, now and then. So this time around, I thought, let me just write about it. You know, this is this is a project that's really close to my heart. And I hope it reflects on the work. It doesn't come across as a stranger in the area. I am like, I, I mean, for me, access has become so much more easier because I'm friends with the kids and like, a lot of families know me. It's 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 a it's a comfortable zone
0: for me. Yeah. I think uh, you won't be a stranger once you don't have to ask if there's alligators uh, where you're about to swim. I think that's the <laughs> yeah, test. probably uh So you need to yeah. uh, get to that level. Then Still you, you improve, move. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's a, it's an incredibly fascinating story, and you've discovered it again. You did it when you went to Gujarat, and incredible videos and stories you gave for me coming from Gujarat, something I didn't know. But this is again. The level of commitment of the people around that club is amazing because like you said you know um they're not in it for themselves it's to provide an outlet to the local community and um it's it, it, it's a wonderful story and the um the husband and wife uh, from the states and how they've the community's got is even its own stadium. There's professional clubs that don't have their own stadium. So how does this all come about in such a place where they're not in it, you know, there's no financial big uh, money investment coming in?
1: I mean, it, it's purely luck. I guess a lot of it is just, you know, it was meant to be, so it happened. I mean, what, what are the odds? So when I was talking to uh, the couple, the husband and the couple, Matthew, Uh, About how he met uh, Eben, who founded the club. It was just purely coincidental. He was at the beach and he saw somebody train football, and he was just curious what is happening here? So, these, I mean, it could have been anyone, and then the project would have failed, you know, just, and he he, uh, spent some six months really studying the club. He wanted to be sure that this is not Mm -hmm. some project and that, you know, Eben's heart was in the right place. And so, in the, in the initial six months, he was just paying so that, you know, the uh, players can get a ground to practice and things like that. Because otherwise they were practicing in the beach, so he would just pay for the stadium and things like that. And in the six months, he slowly got, you know, convinced by the project. And then Eben himself approached because he was feeling comfortable with Matthew and sort of like, I won't say love at first sight, but it's some magic to it, you know, just like, you know, you're finding a partner. For life, there was some sort of a magic associated
0: with it, and it sort of clicked. Yeah, and I became really invested in as, as I was following the uh, stories. Um, There's um, seven parts to it, I think. Um, it's a 14-day trip. But um, what does the future hold as a former manager of golf, uh, of the club? Um, w- what are their plans, and where can they? How far can they go? Because you know you've got the blights of Gokulam, and obviously the blasters, uh, big 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 clubs um what are their
1: hopes so let's be honest like I love them but I'm not saying this is the future or this is how it a lot of football clubs are like founded on good principles but they don't really last the challenges that you know uh, Indian football throws at them uh, it's it's it like when I'm saying this I'm thinking of a lot of waves and you would assume the best people to you know hit the waves and get past them would be the fishermen themselves so uh you know yeah but like i mean sometimes even for fishermen it gets difficult and um you really have to see i think the the plan is to divide the club into three things one would be the academy and uh, uh they are also like already in talks with a lot of international clubs for a partnership in terms of like an academy like an international partnership they have uh actual tie-ups with a couple of U- united states based teams so they're still working out on the logistics of it so there will be like an international academy that's one unit there will be the team that plays in the isl ksl all those leagues like an i league you know that they want to keep the senior team separate that's a separate entity
0: so the aim and, is to get into uh, the isl
1: yeah wow yeah and uh, um, I mean, it's a slow step. First, they want to play in... Kerala is proposing a similar setup called the Kerala Super League. Right. So they, play in the, they, they, they want to play in the KSL first. They already play in the KPL, Kerala Premier League. And they want, I think they want to bypass the I-League because they don't feel the necessity to play in I-League. But maybe they'll have... By then, the route is such that you can only enter the I-League and then you need to qualify. So in, in that case, they'll probably want to get into the I-League. But they do harbor ISL hopes. Because their third deal, the third unit of it is an actual international stadium at Kovalam. So that's like a 10-acre property with uh, hotels and things like that. It's like a huge project with like good investors already backing it. So that is where maybe potentially you can see India play football matches in the future. They're, they're actually wow. building a, yeah, like a high-quality stadium there. So. A lot of things happening so these three will be separate units and not necessarily interconnected as well but flag. they've already launched a gymkhana like a, a place where you know uh, you can you you can like get a membership and get access to the hotel that's overlooking the sea and also if you're ever coming to Kerala, i know where you're going to stay uh, everything is sorted for you just come off well it, it, like i said it, it's one of my uh,
0: top uh... Uh, on my bucket list is one of my top destinations so it will happen Um, we'll just have to see when Uh, but um, in terms of what you just said and uh, uh, something else you know you said earlier about the fishermen you know not having uh, maybe a future because of this port that's being built um, do you think um, when that happens and unfortunately you know the consequences are that a lot of people don't have their normal um trade or you know uh, living that this will affect uh, the area the region or do you think the port will benefit the region
1: it's a tricky question right so whenever there is a development project coming in the whole you know the the pro development side is like saying oh you will all get jobs
2: mm-hmm.
1: Others are like hey but we've been doing fishing for like yeah. ever. asking us to f- stop fishing so uh, there there has been a protest that's been going on for at least three years now, every day. Oh, wow. And yeah, but the project is still on because who is protesting? It's a minority gang and nobody, it's a very marginalized section. So, they, you know, the entire population is not fascinated by me sitting in Kochi. I'm like, oh, why do these fishermen have to, you know, stop our development, you know, because if a port comes, you know, cars are going to come, this is going to have tourism is going to boom. That's the assumption, right? So for me, because my... Uh, life isn't threatened by the board. I am more than happy for the port to come. But like for them, it's totally different, right? Uh, I did ask people who like are like local um, youth developers like, like small organizations based in that region to somehow promote the youth and all that. And they said their biggest challenge was they are saying we will get jobs. The board is saying that we will get jobs, but nobody is saying what jobs. And all these people are asking is that if you say what kind of jobs you're looking at, we will develop our youth for it so that tomorrow you don't complain, saying we are underqualified. So if you say you want looking, you're looking for hoteliers, if you are say you're looking for uh, people, uh, you know, who can manage the inventory people who can, you know, load, unload, whatever we will develop the young people from here because it's a three or five year project, right? You tell us what you want and they are not uttering a word. They are not saying they'll just say we'll give you jobs. They're saying we don't want to just remain as some loading unloading guy or no disrespect to the job. Like they, they're saying let, just let us know what is the qualification, what are the jobs that you're looking for, so that we will be ready by the time the port is set up. So that I think is the biggest challenge. I think that's something uh the the port makers, the government, everybody can, you know, come out and say, okay, this is the this is the proposal, this is what we want. You give us your kids for it. And I think that will really make things better because there is also the sense that the sea is dying. You keep asking, like, there's less of fish. There are sophisticated ships and boats coming and just wiping all the fish in one go. So these smaller fishermen have absolutely nothing to catch. Uh, you know, the machines are not good enough to, you know, uh, last what climate change is bringing to them. There are bigger, bigger waves now, more storms happening uh so there is there is this belief within the community also that you know eventually we'll have to move out of fishing at least you know face out so they're more than happy to do the the work at the port but just give them some sort of carrot.
0: that really resonates with me because a lot of the the work my department and my team does is about preparing young people and even people that are looking for work into the jobs that are coming up and we have employers just to give you an example um, hs2 is a big new um train uh, line that's being built, high speed train line, and uh, they've been sharing us jobs that are going to be down the line in five years, 10 years, 15 years, that so we can start preparing the kids so they can uh, be uh, eligible to apply for those jobs. So that is a big, big element of getting the local community ready for any jobs that are coming up. So I, 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 I It does work and it does happen here. So, I can associate it that does resonate with me. If Adani boards aren't sharing that, that's um, a little bit disappointing. But uh, just going back to um, football, any players that you saw there that um, stood out for you that could um, play at a higher standard?
1: Obviously, a lot, a lot. Like, I mean, it's sort of fair to say one or two names, but like, uh, especially in the under-20 category, Given the right kind of training now, I don't know what is going to happen to their lives right now because if they don't get the platform, they'll probably like fizzle out like the like the 24 year olds, 25 year olds in the team. They were also undoubtedly like supremely talented from what I hear, but they just didn't get the right platform at the right time. So there is there is a supremely talented under 20 team with the Corona FC itself, and the coast is brimming with such players everywhere. So if you look at I mean, I can think of Samson, I can think of Jittu, I can think of Manoj. They are extremely fast, pacey. They, they like to take on players. You have an idea of how Sose Raj plays, right? Mm-hmm. They're all Sose Raj. They're wow. all those versatile, fast. That's a big versatile. compliment. They are, I, mean, I mean, the course is filled with Sose Raj. I mean, <laughs> it's more difficult to get Regin. Regin is the, you know, the you know, center midfielder who holds back and plays everybody is just an attacker, they just want to attack, 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 which is why it sort of reminds me of Brazil, you know. This, you know, yeah, he wants to be a Ronaldo, Ronaldo. never
0: had any defenders or a decent goalkeeper, (laughs) if you remember. Um, but just, um, just they were also probably
1: like they were also forwards probably when they started off, and then they said, Yeah, yeah,
0: but just to end, uh, this. Fantastic insight into uh, this story and uh, something you mentioned, uh, you know, that's very surprising, it's the wrong word, but when you said that they've got ambitions of getting to the ISL, do you think Kerala's, obviously, it's got the talent, it's got the players, uh, do you think it can sustain three big clubs? Because obviously, Gokulam wants to be there, Blast is already there.
1: Yeah, ideally, but again, this is like a huge project, right? So, they're not going to enter the league at like tomorrow or next year or whatever. We are looking, say, five years, six years down the lane. By then, we are also hoping the Indian football also grows in a rapid pace. And uh, while we talk about Kerala having three clubs, let's not forget the fact that uh, Tamil Nadu has two in Chennai City and Chennai. And Tamil Nadu is like, what, three times, four times larger than Kerala. So there is a lot of population there as well who can come play and, and especially in the southern coast, they're all, they, they're all speaking Tamil, they're all speaking Malayalam. So, uh, you know, Kovalam can actually tap into Tamil Nadu as well. It's not just eating into the whole Kerala market. Uh, in fact, the, the larger property that they wanted to buy for the stadium, they in fact considered buying it in Tamil Nadu because it's all, all close right. and, Yeah. So there is a, I mean, the pressure. Because it's a fascinating project for a lot of politicians and everybody. So they wanted to remain in Kerala because they want you know, use that and say, hey, I did this for, you know, Trivandrum. There's was a big, big, big name. I'm not naming him, but you all, you know the name uh, in, <laughs> involved in the background of this. So a big, big politician formerly associated with the United Nations. No, I'm sorry yeah, I've seen out. the photograph. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Yeah, uh, he obviously wants it to remain in Trivandrum. And so, hence, there's a, uh, yeah. But like, yeah, Tamil Nadu is definitely there. So, they can, at least the players can come here. So, I personally believe three can exist. I believe every state can have three or more teams. The more the merrier, right? Like, you have UK. And I'm sure every nook and corner, there's a football team. If not, you know. If an Arsenal, uh, if if a Chelsea and a Fulham can exist, then why not?
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I I, want to see the day when the ISL is expanded to, I think, um, you know, 16, 18 teams and make it into a league uh, that's um, all year round. So, But uh, that's uh, in the medium term. I won't say in the long term. I'm looking forward to seeing how that story uh, unfolds hopefully you'll keep on telling us about how they're progressing uh but if people want to catch up and read uh about this wonderful insight uh it's on asiaville uh Kalpant is the um section that you go to and you'll be able to see um the uh diaries the of diaries that nevin has written and his beautiful beautiful articles all of them and the videos aren't bad either so uh, highly recommend well, I say they're not bad. They are a you know, proper, uh, incredible uh, shot and produced video. So just for that, uh, it's worth watching.
1: I, I think I'm very proud of my edit. So I'm just going to tell, tell it on there. I'm happy that I put that edit out. It's, it's, uh, so it's I, I'm not necessarily known as an editor. So it was nice to actually edit. and
0: you know. Well, can I be honest with you? I've known you for over a year now. And I, I thought there'll be somebody else uh, that's done that for to, to hear that you did it well is uh, incredible it's wonderful wonderful uh but just talking about uh, current uh, state of football in kerala and obviously um, your second team or third team or uh, team from your state i don't know how we're going to class this now uh <laughs> opened the new season of the indian super league and it was my first time uh after a long time because we know we don't have coverage well, we had it initially uh, on our uh, satellite channels of the ISL, but uh, it's my first time I've seen a live game for a long time. It wasn't the best game to start off the league. Um, tell us about how you felt watching the Blasters and ATK MV in the first match. Um, and um, what, what, what are your thoughts on that opening game?
1: For all the hype, it was a lot like it was disappointing. I thought the hype was so much. That you know, we've got to like have some high adrenaline match. But let's be honest; these players haven't played football in like so many months, and they've had like very short preseason as well. So it's going to take some time for you know them to hit the pace and also get in sync with the ideology. Habas at least have worked with that team before. The core is still the same, so at least um, ATK knew what to do, which is to be, be very boring, <laughs> like very sad. I was football. surprised
0: with that. You're used I'm to not. Saying... this is how
1: Habas plays. This is how happens, plays. I think they really miss Soseh Raj. His pace down the left would have made a significant difference because they brought in Subhashish Bose as a replacement. He is actually a defender. And he does, doesn't have the same, you know, going forward. So, suddenly they became like really uh, short of uh, pace and attack while going forward. They were just re- really reliant on Krishna running man mm-hmm. and somebody just, you know, treading him through. Uh, I thought Kerala played the better football. Uh, I, I thought uh, they were more confident, they were the ones uh, willing to take the few, few risks. But that's also because ATK allows them to do that. You know, ATK is meant to you know sit, 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 wait and counter. So, you can't really judge uh, as football also based on a match against ATK, or you want to see it against like a Goa, and that's when you probably judge, huh, okay, you know, Kerala is going to be exciting. Uh, they were, Kerala also was missing two, three key players in like uh, Prashant starting as a right back wasn't obviously the first choice. Nishu, Nishu had a niggle is what I hear, and he's not still ready. But he's played in the preseason, so that's also a little tricky, right? Was he like really omitted? Was Prashant better? Uh, if that's the case, uh, I mean, that, that'd that be bizarre considering the money that they've paid to Nishu to get him. Uh, but anyway, that, that's there. And I, I thought the players still haven't really dealt into their position. So, I thought, uh, for example, uh, Sandeer Jingle was getting drawn out of position a lot. And they yeah. didn't really utilize it. Uh, you know, you could have traded in. Like, I wanted Prashant to just, you know, go to the corner flag. Add that extra man in that uh, in the right side of things. And then really draw him out. And create that space for, say, Red or somebody from the midfield to come, you know, score a goal. Uh, I, I, yeah, there is a little in things. And I think or whoever plays right back, will know that is what is required. Right now, it feels like if he wanted to run, then he would stop. You know, he was constantly looking at others. Hey, is this my position? Should I be there? Should I be here? And, yeah, uh, Kerala really didn't do so much from the left, which I think is their better side. With Jessel and Nongtamba playing, I thought they were also a little, you know, you know, stranded all the time. You wanted Nongdamba playing more of the ball. So, yeah, it's early days. Early days for both the teams. I think ATK also will significantly improve. This is not what you expect from a, a team that has all the players that they want. Like there's so much backup. Also, uh, I don't know playing Subashis Bose as a left wing back is a good option. They want more attack. Considering the three five two that they play, the wing back is a very important position. Prabir is brilliant on the right. But you probably want similar attacking, you know, abilities on the left. So that's one person. I don't know how long Susei is going to be injured, but like Suze is being really missed. And uh, I was also surprised to see uh, uh, David Williams not starting. I thought David Williams and uh, Roy Krishna were like a good partnership uh, last year. They, they know each other. Uh, David Williams offered that body and that physique, while Krishna offered the pace. So um, yeah, interesting development there, but. Again, early days. We don't know. Maybe it's it's down to you know players being fit and all that. And yeah. similarly, Kerala also will have to really look at Sahal. I was really disappointed with Sahal. A lot yes. of good sleep moves, but he's just turning around himself. There's no you know there's no progression once the ball reaches him, and that's not what you expect from your number ten. You want him to be like really stringing in a lot of you know passes and you know dictating matches. So that's one. Person. I don't think. Uh, I don't think he's the given starter anymore for Kerala Blasters, once really? all the players fit. Yeah, because they've got a lot of defensive midfield options in Jackson and Kutia and a lot of these players like that. So, they might say sacrifice somebody like a Sudoncha and uh, in the in, the, in the Sahel road, some foreigner in the Sahel road. So, yeah.
0: Just a few thoughts that I wrote down when I was watching that game. It seemed like a preseason game. Um, you know, there was a lot of air shots, a lot of loose passing. Um, is it because, for example, um, I was quite impressed with the possession Kerala had? But now that you've explained that that's the way ATK played, that puts that into perspective. Because I was really impressed in the first half as to how much possession your boys did have. Uh, but I also agree, I was so surprised to see Sandesh so out of position on the on the left. He was just, uh, you never see centre-backs that far on the left on in a consistent basis, which, which also surprised me. Uh, but in terms of the way Debu has got, well, it's only the first game, like you said, it's too early to judge. But do you see a difference between last season and this season in terms of playing on the back and possession, uh, although it's against ATK in the way they play, but Do you see the influence of Kibo already or you don't see a noticeable difference? Although they've had, what, 17, 18 new players, which is an unbelievable number.
1: Yeah, uh, too early to say. I don't want to jump the gun and say, yeah, this is changed or whatever. I thought Ilko also wanted to do a lot of these things, but then he was also sort of, uh, uh, had to deal with a lot of injuries last season. Kerala players just kept getting injured and he couldn't rely on their foreigners. Arkez was injured most of the time. So Donja had like a stop, Sachis and Okbeche had like injuries. Uh, their defenders, both of them sort of, you know, fistled out there to play Indians and centre back position for a lot of the matches. So eventually you saw it become like a tight 4-4-2 and you know a lot of crosses and hoping that Ogbe does something. Uh, so it'll be really unfair to say, you know, things have changed drastically that Kibu has now taken over. Obviously, there seems to be the Spanish influence of you know wanting to keep the ball, wanting to keep the position, getting too early, too early, and not the right opponent to judge
0: by. And in terms of, and we talked about in the previous show that, um, you know, he's going to be scoring because uh, he had a lot of possession, but no teeth up front. Um, again, too early to judge whether, you know, that will be an issue down the line about he's going to be scoring the goals for the blasters.
1: Uh, yeah, but like I kind of liked Hooper. I thought the general feedback was that he didn't play really well. But I thought he was making the right moves. He was winning those for, uh, you know, headers and you know trying to push it to the players around him. I think the players around him didn't do enough. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, I, I like what I see about Hooper. Uh, I think Rahul KP is a more of a natural attacker. So, he will change things once he gets into the team. He, he likes to cut in and he wants to, he wants to score goals. So, uh, yeah, I mean, again, too early. Too early to make any judgments, I guess. Let's just wait and see how Kerala is going to line up. I think this lineup itself is going to change significantly, but like two, three personals here and there. Is, I mean, Raul KP, I think, is our favourite to start once he's fit. So, we'll have to just wait and see, I guess.
0: I like your centre-backs. I they are the best outing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I made a note of them. And also, i put a question mark against... Um, your goalkeeper, uh, I keep saying your, but you know what I mean when I say that, um, yeah. uh, Gomez. Uh, is he a normal number one?
1: He's had like two. I mean, he he was one of the most uh, upcoming uh, prominent keepers. Uh, I can't remember, right? He was part of the squad for Iceworld when they won the I-League. Yeah, Might have to like, sorry, don't quote me on this, but like, uh, definitely a promising, promising keeper. And then he was like stunted by like injuries, so which meant, like last two season he's not been playing a lot of football. But good to see him trust being trusted and like being given the first game. I I thought you know they would have gone for the safer option of, but even Prabsookan Gill has not uh, you know been like you know he was he was a backup keeper at Bangalore, so he's also not really a first choice keeper. So good to see Alvino putting in a decent shift. I mean you can't again you can't really judge on one match, okay. but. Yeah, okay, he seemed okay. In the, and he's one of those ball playing goalkeepers, the, the modern ball, ball playing keeper. So, some you know, especially these Spanish coaches tend to prefer if I mean, uh, the keeper can also you know become a cover and a sweeper. So, let's see. I mean, early days, but like, he's he a well known name, he's not like a new name in Indian football.
0: And on the other side, um, you've given me an insight into how uh, ATK play normally and have us but uh, do you think Mohan Bagan fans would have been happy to see them play that I mean is there a, a difference in terms of the way the two teams played last year I know different managers different of course yeah, but yeah. Uh, what Mohan Bagan in fact fans the, the manager to, in
1: the op- the manager on the other side was their manager of course right? so, yeah but is it something so, is it
0: type of football that Mohan Bagan fans will enjoy or what they're used to
1: or you can't say Mohan gun is i mean since i has always been a like a secret favorite team for me in the i league i've generally liked them it. uh, so it's and this particularly happened i think uh, in in those times like early uh, 2011 12ish uh, when they were actually a very very attacking side you had the likes of jj and uh, um, sony norday oh my god what a brilliant player uh, so you it was a very attacking i remember some of those Bagan teams used to line up as a 4 2 4 with like four out and out forwards just wanting to attack, attack, attack. So, generally, Bagan is been a very attractive side to follow. They score a lot of goals. So, uh, yeah, ATK is the, the exact opposite. they are very tight and gritty. They might score four goals in a match, dominating football matches, a lot of counters and all that, especially with Habas at the helm. So, I don't know they need to be disappointed. I mean, as long as you win, you win, right? So, do you have to, like, be the most attractive side. And, I don't know, ATK won. I mean, the, the Bagan sides of the ATK MD, uh, team should, should look at it as a positive thing. Now, they are, like, a top, top team in the ISL. And uh, very likely, I mean, definitely, amongst the favourites to win the trophy as well. So, I don't think they need to be, like, a really, uh, you know, unhappy about what is happening. They, they, they do seem... I mean, upset by the fact that we all like. I think both of us also made that mistake of calling the team only 80k. I think we should stop. We should. We should start getting used to calling it ATK k mb. But uh, I think that's more upsetting them than you know what is happening on the field.
0: Yeah, let's play it safe and call them Mohan Bagan because they'll probably get. Uh, we'll get. I'll get less uh, flack from 80k fans if I just call them on Bagan. Uh, but uh, in terms of, um, uh, you know, the, my first. Uh, coverage and seeing the, co- uh, the the shows and the programs, um, the hype about next Friday. You think you know this, 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 this there was that's game eight, but the amount of coverage and promotion of that game next Friday, it's unbelievable. is 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 it surprising for you or not surprising? Because Kolkata derbies, I've heard about it. You know, talk to people who follow both East Bengal and 80 game one, and it's big. Part of their season, uh, but I was really surprised about um, how much coverage they're sharing in terms of promoting that game next uh, Friday. Because for me, today's game is just as huge, if not bigger. I'm really looking forward to seeing um, Goa versus Bengaluru.
1: Yeah, of course, there are two two reasons for it. One is obviously Kolkata Derby is the is the real derby of Indian football. There's nothing like it. They are one of the you know. The, the oldest teams and also slightly because, you know, in the summer when, you know, game B happened, a lot of us were like, oh no, we're going to miss uh, Kolkata Derby, you know, it's a, it's a thing that we all look forward to. Uh, so we were all, we we're a little unhappy that that is going to, you know, go away because they're going to play in two different leagues and then East Bengal you know, made it to the ISL and hence there's a lot more, you know, wow, yay, this is happening and they made it possible so that that little extra element is there. I thought last year was fantastic because they, um, that is a true derby, you know, it's not polished in any way. They would put out like political banners, uh, you know, there's, there's like real honest sentiments. It's not something, you know, cultivated for like, you know, for our, you know, I mean, say, uh, you know, it's not a South Derby that, you know, ISL plays a lot, uh, it's an actual derby it's actually you know, located in a the city. They have like actual history. They, they, a, uh, there are a lot of things that really define, including even fish prices. You know, even, even fish prices get altered on uh, according to who wins the derby. So it's that that important. So obviously, Kolkata Derby is the biggest thing in Indian football. So that's there. And secondly, IESL has been eyeing this product forever. So Kolkata Derby is the most marketable thing in Indian football, and here finally the ISL has it, Star has it, and they are also going real big. You know, wow, we've got that product. Let's just go with overboard with marketing, which is probably why it's reached you also in, in a bigger way because it's all over social media. They're making ads, they're making posters, they're making they're really going extra. They finally got the most lucrative uh, thing about Indian football in their hands. I hope they don't. Stop it! though. ISL has a tendency of you know stopping banners, not allowing you know certain you know chant and all that. If you do that, you're really killing the sport and really killing what these super clubs mean. But yeah, that's I mean, that's probably why you've heard of it much more.
0: And uh, just looking at some of the um, past and what you've just told me about those garbage and just generally, just for my uh, uh, education, how passionate do they get? Because I know here, um, and I'm going to the extremes here, but uh, some of the derbies here, if you look at the Glasgow derby, it's very political and a lot of political chance, and uh, sometimes it turns physical. Um, mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, if, if there's a, a, a fan of, well, it's the same in the Classico in, in, in uh, Spain, it's very political. Yeah. And uh, if you're wearing a white shirt going through the Rambalas in Barcelona, you're probably, you know, uh, asking for trouble. Does it get to that level in terms of if I was wearing a, just, I'm not saying I would, but let's say if I was wearing a, a and shirt working, uh, walking through uh, an East Bengal area?
1: I don't think it's like the market area for East Bengal land uh, because they're all same city and like same household. So many times, where like dads, are, right. uh, sons, and East Bengal fans.
2: Uh,
1: I mean, it's difficult. Imagine like you supporting a team that your dad hates. It's not be really <laughs> easy. But generally, uh, I don't. Okay. I mean, again, I'm not from Kolkata, so I might be wrong. But like my understanding is that it's not necessarily demarketed on a regional basis. It was like in terms of East Bengal meant people who came from the Southern the Bangladesh side of uh, uh, the, the country but like it's no longer the case I mean that was a long time back and now it's it's uh, uh, again uh, so I don't think it will be that easy like say Barcelona is a different city and they were versus Spain there's so much more into it here it's not that you know that's super aggressive but like fights happen a lot <laughs> yeah, really? fights yeah yeah there's a lot of tempers flying there's a lot of those things happening this is a true derby like when i say a derby, like a true derby you're talking about like the eastern european countries it can, it can get really super hostile also oh. there's flares there's a lot of things happening all that is there all that is definitely there and like immediately after the match, you probably don't want to be wearing one particular jersey and being surrounded by <laughs> the other jersey. That's that's probably asking for it. But it's perhaps not as bad as the example that you cited. Until uh,
0: you said that last bit, I thought I was gonna be I was gonna compare it to the Merseyside Derby, where it is a derby, proper derby, but it's a lot of in family, you know, there's half the family sports leverton, half the family sports Liverpool. And uh, uh, I years ago, I have a very mix.
1: I, I have very interesting uh, incident, I mean, my friends would say it was not interesting. I happened to be in a train from Kolkata to Siliguri on the previous day of a derby, which was happening at Siliguri at that point. East Bengal, I think, was playing in Siliguri. So both, like the entire train had just fans and most of them didn't take tickets. So, I mean, you, you could have, you, I mean, you can say this is your seat, but like good, try, good luck, you know, <laughs> trying to convince them. I think the TTRs, the police, all of them just gave up, you know, just like just the entire train was a lot of East Bengal and Mohan Bagan chants. And, uh, but like, you also felt while the rivalry exists, it wasn't like, you know, we're going to hit each other. I mean, yeah, one, one birth could be like an East Bengal birth and the next one would be like a Mohan Bagan one. But it was, it was so much fun. We couldn't sleep that night because they just kept making all kind of noises. I wasn't actually going for the derby, but I was like, yeah, might as well have been work. <laughs> I, I could have just, you know, written something about it. Yeah. Uh, like, like my friend, uh, my friend said, you know, it's like the Indian football just follows you, even on your vacation. Man. Like
0: just, <laughs> it's just A busman's holiday yes. for you.
1: <laughs> you know, that, that trip was so strange that I took like a, 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 very, it's not a resort. It's like a village stay far, far, far away in like, uh, North Sikkim in a in a village that you can't even access through the road. You have to take a boat in between and then take another Jeep and all that. And the house was owned by a former footballer who's played with Baicham Putia. I was like, oh, oh. my god, like <laughs> how on earth did this happen now? <laughs> what what are the chances? Oh,
0: there, there, you know, there, What are the chances? A, it's like there, there's a story there that you missed. The journey and the destination.
1: Uh, I think it represents But but I think think sometimes it's important that you don't tell all the stories. You know, just keep something
0: Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Uh, But I have to say, I enjoyed the game yesterday. Um, I did enjoy uh, the Northeast uh, United against uh, one of the favourites this season, uh, Mumbai City. Um, I thought it was a good game. Uh, Maybe Mm -hmm. a lot of people didn't think so. Or maybe I was just comparing it to the game before. Uh, but um, it felt like, uh, you know, well, I was entertained. Proper football was, yeah, yeah. And um, they seemed to be, uh, uh, you know, Northeast came with a the plan. Um, they stuck with the plan. And uh, Man- uh, I was saying Manchester City, that's a Freudian slip. But uh, Mumbai City felt, Mumbai uh, City. you know, I was a little bit just considering the possession they had. It sort of felt like Man City. Do you see, do you see what I mean? The way he yeah. <laughs> played against Tottenham yesterday, in fact. A you know, lot it. of possession, but no end product. Uh, tippy-tappy football. Um, but there is a lot of pressure on Levero. He comes with a big reputation. He bought a load of players yeah, from Goa. Um, and they've already lost their first game. So they'll be under pressure when they play a game next time. Um, what absolutely. did he make of yesterday's game? Uh, do you think the sending uh, off was the sending off? I did. Uh, I'm going to put my cards on the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, even I agree, I I think it's a sending off and I mean, sending offs are always controversial. So, there will obviously be some sort of people who think it's harsh or whatever, but I mean, I think it's possible in football. And I think the red card did influence. Uh, I mean, it's not easy even for a Lubera side to play 10 men. Uh, Very early days for Lubera. Obviously, the pressure is there. They spend a lot of money in the summer as well. He's gotten the players that he wanted. Apparently, somebody from uh, Goa was telling me that he always wanted Obbeche in Goa. So, he's got Obbeche as well. So, these are players that he's been eyeing for a while. But I personally feel Lobera missed out by, you know, going with no names. He should have instead gone for a rebuild with Mumbai City, get newer, newer players who are not really familiar with India, but can impress, get a good scouting team, you know, get a good setup going there, you know, think long term. And hence he's also put a lot of undue pressure on him by signing all these stars. Because now he has to like really prove, because these are all proven stars, but you don't know, maybe they're already like, you know, uh, say somebody like Fall, for example. Is he good without a Peña playing next to him? Because if the Penya offered that kind of, you know, you know, positional awareness, calmness, very comfortable with the ball. So, yeah, it's, 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 it's interesting because we, we rated Mumbai City as one of the favourites to, uh, you know, uh, get into the playoff spot. So, I still think we can do it. But, you know, the Lobera ball is going to take some time. And uh, it, it, it's, it's like those engines, right? You have to just fine-tune, fine-tune, fine-tune. And then, finally you get that sweet spot. And I think that's what Lobera has to do. But he's going to take some time. And whether they'll have the patience for it, it's just...
0: No, we'll have to remain and see. Yeah, and uh, like I said, you can normally afford to lose. Well, there's, there's an extra team this time, but normally four or five games and they've already lost the first one. So they will be under the pressure. But an example of what you were saying about a lot of star players was the fact that he was... I don't know forced is the wrong word, but he had to play Lafondra Lef- and Ogbache and people were surprised, you know, normally he'd play one up front. Um, so mm-hmm. these are the sort of um, uh, compromises he'll have to make in terms of trying to fit all these star players in. Um, okay. It's not going to be easy.
1: And also... Uh, yeah I think he will have to be versatile now there's no way he can just you know do exact same thing as he did with uh, you know with Goa he has that he was so it's like say Sari at Napoli he was brilliant at Napoli and then he forever been trying to do the same thing he tried that with Chelsea he tried that with Juventus and then he becomes like super predictable because everybody's like it was almost like making the same team who, who will he get in the Kohli role? Who will he get in the Allen role? Who will he get in the uh, you know Hamasik role? It just became like, you know, this coach couldn't think of anything else but this one particular you know, style of play. And I thought uh, the way Go FC Goa played football was largely due to Koro. Koro's, you know, influence. He, he would come down. He was versatile. He could play in the number 10 position as well. Both Ogbache and LaFondre too, Seem to be of the same mold of kind of, you know, the forwards that um, uh, that uh, he had at, um, uh, at Goa. So, interesting days. But again, like we said about the other match, I think it's too early to, you know, come to any sort of conclusions. It,
0: it is too early. But um, I have to say, I was impressed with the Northeast uh, center backs and their midfielder. I thought they had a really good game, stuck to the game plan. Uh, But also, looking on the other side, um, just the loss of um, Amit, who I was really impressed with, actually. And I think uh, Jaboa, is it Jaboa? Um, You know, they just didn't come out in the second half. And um, Mm -hmm. you think, you know, do they have uh, the players, the big leaders? um, We'll have to see how that pans out. Like you said, first game, is hard to um, judge any team. uh, I quite like
1: the coach. He's just, he's, what, 35? Gerard news yeah for uh, northeast he, he reminded me of those uh, stereotypical nerds in a lot of these action movies the ones who will you know unlock uh, cameras and you know uh, you know hack into banks and stuff <laughs> seems like if classes yeah <laughs> yeah we, we probably like fit that for the role. but he seemed like that guy and uh, to mastermind a big win against Lobera, you know this. It almost feels like a money ball kind of a situation. Hey, wait, wait. How did this team end up winning? And who is this kid who who is the manager? So you could
0: you could see they had a game plan and they stuck to it. They had a
1: game
0: plan and yeah, yeah. Uh, fair play to them. And uh, but fair. obviously for Mumbai City, the pressure was definitely on. They've got Goa next time, so a lot of familiar faces so we will be playing against each other again. So uh, looking forward to that. Looking forward to the game today. I, um, go on. Uh, Bengaluru, you know, two big names that expect to be in the playoffs. Um, And my boy is playing tomorrow. Unfortunately, due to work commitments, I won't be able to watch the game, but at least I'll be able to follow it somehow in terms of the scores. Uh, But there's even uh, a big game tonight as well. Um, uh, Leicester City are playing at Liverpool. Uh, It's going to be a very late one for you. I'm not sure if you'll be staying up for that. Uh, It's a 7.15 kickoff here it'll probably be i think i think there. i'd have to
1: crash considering it's been like an immensely hectic uh, weekend i've had like a totally i've slept for three hours so oh well, slept, yeah well i think maybe I sleep uh, during the uh,
0: early evening late evening and wake up for that but it'll be one that i'm yeah. really looking forward to i think um we go there with a lot of confidence but um you never know with Liverpool. Uh, they've got a lot of players out, so have we, to be fair. So, But it should be a cracking game, and uh, we'll see if we can stay top of it or we go back to the top after Tottenham's win yesterday there at the top. But uh, no, uh, and again, um, we've covered a lot of topics here. we only covered two games, but uh, it's been a fantastic chat again with yourself, Nevin. Really enjoyed it. Um, Get some rest. Uh, it's Monday tomorrow. It's so another big week coming ahead uh, for you, uh, but thankfully there's only one game in the evening every night. So uh, the, the good thing the about my
1: job is that uh, I have no Monday blues. I, in fact, look <laughs> to, you know, I look forward to others also working. I'm like, yeah, good. Suffer with me. <laughs>
0: <You> know, I... <laughs> no, fantastic. Well, have a safe and enjoyable week, my friend, and we'll catch up next week too, with more team. football talk. You look after yourself. Take care, yeah?
1: Bye-bye.